Hey, fan bros, it's Tyler the Robot, and today on Fan Bros, we discuss what makes a fan bro. We also talk about casting news, and we decide why Anthony Mackie is no longer a part of the fan bros family. Make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and let's get this party started. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, Internet, to another episode of Fan Bros. Not your boy DJ Ben Amin, but the Grand Duchess of Tech, Tatiana King Jones, also known as I Am the Captain Now, since Mr. Ben Amin has abandoned us. Well, no, the truth is, he's actually gone off to a far away land known as Ethiopia. He's over there playing personally and all this other cool jams over there. Right, Ben Amin? You're just having a great old time without us? Just leaving us here by ourselves in this freaking snowstorm? In any case, I'm still joined here by some special, lovely people. You got Chico Leo in the house. Hi, Chico. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I got my Han Solo uh, snorkel top on over here, ready to uh, <laughs> battle all the Hoth-like uh, <laughs> environs. Environs, all right. Also, we have on a spaceship tonight. Oh, super producer. Space Ghost producer. Kingston. Kingstonian in the place. And lastly, actually joining us for a special event, we have Mr. Ty the Robot, your your resident magical space negro. Welcome, sir. You're never on this show, so we actually got you on here. I know. How do you feel? Well, I feel like I feel like Storm right now. (laughs) Why do you feel like Storm? Did you you go outside today? Listen, the the fake blizzard of 2015 well, yeah, didn't do it for me. How how you like this weather, Chico? I you know this was not what I was uh, expecting. They led me to expect a uh, you know a lot. I you know the mayor was going on the radio and explaining that he was stepping down to spend the last hours with his family and all that <laughs> other stuff. And uh, things didn't seem to work out as uh, no. as, as hectically as as they. Uh, they might otherwise have. No, no, it wasn't snowmageddon at all. In fact, we got about maybe six inches max in the New York City area. We got lucky. Um, I know we were all looking forward to being snowed in. I'm excited by all the conspiracy theories, though, that are that I think will start abounding this week of, like, as this was some false flag operation that was meant to keep us all in our houses while some nefarious What are they doing plot, in the streets? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, what are they doing in New York? I don't know. But Did we're, you see I, the Onion article um, where they took Mayor Bill de Blasio and they said, or they just posted yeah. a headline that was like, oh, <laughs> the world is ending. Repent for your sins. That's what I'm saying. And then the bus they, service is going to run yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> my friend posted it and I was like, dude, it's the onion. They you really they really made it seem like, you know, you need to stay in your houses. And this is like some Close Encounters stuff where while they were meeting with aliens in Times Square while we were all sitting at home, you know, watching Larry Wilmore. Well, besides the the non-issue that is the snow, we have some major issues that happened this week. So major, major news. And I'm trying to figure out which controversy should we attack first. Should we go from low to high or high to low? High to low. High to low. Anthony Birdman Mackey. My dude. go first? My dude. Listen, so... Birdman? <laughs> Uh, listen. We don't even call him Falcon no more. Right? No, we don't get Falcon no more. No, 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 no. Well, no, no, first no. we should. He's Birdman. First we should explain that was why he's he Sparrow. Is, he is so Birdman. So listen, listen. Anthony Mackie is in the news because he has said a few things that are a, a bit questionable. Um, he said several things that were a bit questionable. The first, he was uh, on an interview with the Grio, and there came a question about. Uh, uh, police brutality and how to conduct yourself as a person of color in this society and things of that nature. Anthony Mackey said, and I quote, let's say you have locks and you're walking down the street. The people pull you, the police pull you over and say you fit somebody's description. You start yelling and arguing with the cops. Next thing you know, you're pressed up against the wall, going to jail for something you're not even involved in just because you look like somebody and you don't know how to handle yourself. In addition, he said, my nephew wanted to grow dreadlocks. I'm like, fine, I'll sit you down and watch the first 48 with you. (laughs) And everybody you see on that show, everyone who's doing something wrong, they're black dudes with dreadlocks. So do you want to be seen as part of the problem or do you want to be an individual? I hope he realized that is one of the dumbest things he's ever done. So he apologized and he came back in the apology video. He didn't really apologize. 
Yes, no, he said no, that's no. not what oh, I said. Well, not not right. He well, I get, not apologize. He clarified. But what was great in that whole bit of him clarifying is that the first forty-eight, he did not fail to mention is his favorite show. Right. He loved <laughs> the first forty-eight. Yeah. He he said that was his favorite show. He was he which loved is it. really dark because right. the first forty-eight is actually a really dark show if you think about it. So I've never seen. Is it like a cop show? I that's don't glor- know. Glorifying, yeah, the first you know, is, is a reality cop show that talks about the first forty-eight hours after a murder. The thing is, they always start with the murder, and then they find the people who committed the murder, and because after forty-eight hours, the evidence is basically right. out the window. And according right? to Anthony Mackey, everyone who's ever done bad has locks. DJ Ben Ami, you're next. He's not in Ethiopia, y'all. Exactly. He Anthony Mackey has kidnapped DJ right. Ben Ami. <laughs> I, Should we be telling people that? I don't know. I, We've I, only got forty-eight hours to find him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I a lot of. I mean, Twitter blew up over this for for obvious reasons. I mean, first. One, how are you going to tell someone they're not an individual, but then that they should conform to society standards? One, that's one thing that can go no, in well, he, different directions. He did clarify. He said it, um, the difference between an individual with locks and somebody who just rocks dreadlocks. That's what he was. Is that an individual knows how to handle himself? <laughs> that's what he tried to cop. clarify. He, so it's not about dreadlocks or not dreadlocks, but it's about being an individual. <laughs> he. he no. Meaning he, you know how to talk to the cops. That's what an individual means, is that you know how to talk to the cops and take care of yourself. And that's wrong. <laughs> All of that doesn't make any type of sense whatsoever. Exactly. I, but that's not the only dumb I, thing he said, though. That's, I'm sorry. I'm like flabbergasted because I'm really... <laughs> I know you. This I know you're. You're back. still processing all of this, and I, it's hearing it again is like hearing it for the first time. Oh. But he, that's not the only dumb thing he said. He also said that they asked him about Selma's Oscar snub because they only got nominated for Best Picture and Best Original Song, right? Right. Correct. So he said people are just tired of being bombarded with race right now. That's the reason that Selma didn't get an Oscar nomination for Best Director for Ava du- Ava DuVernay or for Best Actor for David Oyelowo. That is the reason because people are just tired of being bombarded with race. Not that you know black people are tired of getting bombarded with bullets. Yeah, Ooh, that was some fire bars, <laughs> Chico Leo. So not only is Anthony Mackie saying that if you wear locks and you probably don't know how to conduct yourself and you'll end up on the first forty-eight, people don't want to watch Selma because they're tired about race. The thing is, I actually heard there was like an older white Academy voter who said the same thing like the week before. Which then you have Anthony Mackie in the position of was like he just repeating right, but but who he's repeating? I mean, there's almost a scene of like uh, what's the Samuel Jackson's character in Django just repeating the stuff that right. uh, you know that Leonardo DiCaprio's character says. That's you dangerous, know, man, that's a dangerous uh, accusation. I know, I'm not, you know, but that, but but the fact that he said that after. I heard like a seventy-five-year-old white dude say that is just was was oh. sort of double, you know. And it's incredibly dumb of him to say this when his latest film, Black or White, is about race. Race, right. like I mean, and to me, it's I, I'm not gonna I'm not really keen about this movie because to me, it's another kind of white, white savior. savior complex. But long story short, he is just completely off base with this. And and Chicolo, you had mentioned earlier. That's funny he says that, but there's always like a Holocaust movie. Every two years, there's always <laughs> all this. Every two years, my point is like genre films are always out there. Slave films, honestly, could be its own genre I'm, film, right? Oh, you know, I, I would say they are you their know, own right, genre, right? Their own genre films. So, but, yeah. my, but my point, right, in, exactly. my right, my point in mentioning Holocaust films is that, as you said, those genre films are always out there. They're always right. going to be out. Right. There's never until. <laughs> Until racism ends, no one's gonna stop thinking about race. I mean, they're still well, making movies about Titanic. not gonna end. About what? They're still making movies about the Titanic, and how many like documentaries or right. TV shows or films have you seen on that? I think he that's was... a weird. Uh, that's a weird comparison, but. Well, I, I just, I mean, like, I, I mean, there were two, two very separate stupid statements that he made within like a week or two of each other, and I don't know where oh, they were. Same related. interview. Oh, it was, it the, was the same, same interview. interview. Yeah, same interview. Wow. To a, to a publication of color, by the right, way. Right, right. Grio is so you know they just kind of really aired him out. And, you know, I think I was more concerned with at the end of it, he tried to put the Grio out there saying, oh, you guys misquoted me. You guys misrepresented what I said. <laughs> so the Grio said, OK, if you feel that way, let's put out the full unedited interview. Right. Which was his words, word for words, in the same order that he said it. Could you imagine being the editor at the Grio looking at this like we are about to blow up? Right. <laughs> so does, does Falcon, is he still I mean, like what's happening? Like he was the chosen one for a second, even though he was sidekick Steez, but. I mean, what's going on? Does, does I think mean, this is completely points? going to not affect his 
not affect anything for him right now. But are the hope of that young black kid is that gone now that he said these things? IRL is like, is does his stake go down? Is my question. Does what go down? His stake as Falcon does oh. go down. Was his stake actually up there in the first place? As That's Falcon? the yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't it think. Was. It, I don't, I don't think, it think it his stake was. I don't. I really don't think the star, the star of Falcon, was that high to begin with. Y- he was on talk shows talking about the being the first black. Everybody on list. talk that was shows. Also, that was also them of him too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I having having just seen the Winter Soldier, which I thought was fantastic, I, I tend to agree with Tatiana. I was actually surprised at how little agency and story and character he actually had. Like he existed, like he literally didn't exist off screen. Like he just disappeared when he wasn't on screen. He existed exclusively For, to, to, to carry Captain, carry Captain America. But the whole yeah. point of introducing his character is that he becomes Captain America at some point. I don't right. know, that but, is not so, going but to But that's in the books though. It's right, right, going right. to happen on we, screen. We didn't now. know, but but there was that energy and I think even on Fan Bros we even talked about that. Like that kind of a possibility or anyway, he was the chosen child. This is this is way before they announced Black Panther. This right. was before the Netflix stuff. This was like he was the dude. He was the chosen one and that's fine. I'm not I'm when I let me be clear. I'm not diminishing what he did to bring that character to life. I still think he did a great job, all that other stuff. I as far as was Falcon this great big deal in the Captain America universe? Not at no. All. No, no. no. Okay. In the cinematic universe, no. Not, and, and Terrence Howard is living proof that you can be replaced at any time. Right, right. But, but that's Terrence, Terrence Howard. That's another all, story. Yeah, yeah. But like, still, like, even if he says something stupid, like, he can right. be replaced at any moment. Well, so I don't think anybody's really sweating it. Like, oh, Falcon is gone. Anthony Mackie's out of the picture. Oh no. Although Falcon had a bigger role in. Uh, I'm just saying, is it going to affect how you see him on the screen? Like, when you see next time you see Anthony Mackie right. on the screen as Falcon. Am Are I going to say, oh, he's an idiot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think a lot of people will. Okay. And I think more people won't. True. Interesting. If that, I don't know if that sounds like I'm trying to have it no, both it ways, sense. but I think a lot of people will, and, and then um, more won't. I oh. think it's a reverse of the Bill Cosby thing. I think most people now associate Bill Cosby with the uh, 35 sexual assaults, but there are people out there who, who <laughs> Is don't. Is that 35 now? I think so, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Uh, well, another uh, uh, stupid comment news. Um Benedict Cumberbatch, man. What's Benedict his name? Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, yes. Am I Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch? He's white, whatever. Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. I, I just I think it's know. my accent. But um, he has, he said earlier, he was in an interview uh, Tavis Smiley, with Tavis know. Smiley. And I guess Tavis had asked him a question about how, I guess, the problems people of color face um, getting roles in film and TV. In Great Britain. In Great Britain. and Which sounds right. And and Kimson, you put it, you put his uh, response appropriately. What did what did uh, Benedict say? So he said that uh, colored actors uh, have problems getting jobs over there. But anyway, the big issue was that he used the word colored. So that I, I get, he came out and apologized after that. And yeah, I, yeah, he, I, now he did a wholesale if apology. You, if no you want to give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt, like there is a cultural thing with him being British or South African or whatever. No, he's British. He's, he's British. British. He's British. Uh, and the difference between people of color and colored people, if you're not in America, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just suggesting. So he, since you, he came out and apologized, do you and think he, he, he didn't give like a mealy mouth apology, and he was like, "Yo, I messed up." I mean, what are you, you so know? So do you just think it was just a slight of speech or that he meant colored people as that's how he views? That was probably like, is a that, is that his term? Oh, I, I think it was a slight of speech. And I think it's very possible that he doesn't interact with people of color very much. So I, I don't that know. That I think is also interesting is that the backstory when he was playing uh, the guy in 12 Years a Slave. Right. There was that big article about how his his you know ancestors owned all the plantations and the Cumberbatch <laughs> name in Barbados they were all slave owners all the Cumberbatch in Barbados in the 18th century were slave owners and he's a descendant of that <laughs> right and even his mother didn't want him to use the name Cumberbatch so that they would people would ask him for reparations what <laughs> that I mean, was in she, the article she i mean she said that in terms of his whole acting career or just when he was I, in yeah, it yeah, yeah. Was he has, has a slave owner no and in terms of his acting career, right to not use the cumberbatch name because you know reparations is going to take whatever check he's making that's i actually think that's the most interesting part of the story because that woman's obviously living with a certain level of guilt or something like that that obviously for her to be thinking like the first thought when your son becomes an actor is like I don't want our slave-owning past to be revealed. Well, she's more aware of it than he is, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I I think the two are there. You know, the two the two are are slightly different in in that you know, uh, you know, one somebody apologized and the other one he accused the the uh, you know the of being the misquoted. Rio of being yeah of, of of misquoting him when they didn't. Let's make a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch and Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, which could be Doctor Strange with the Falcon, so it's not improbable. No, absolutely. I guess we can do a cross section and have Tyrese's Green Lantern. <laughs> right. Ah, you now nah, we knew you wanted to get that in there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been dying to talk about that. This. So, so that's also that also falls in the realm of stupid slash comedy because we're starting to move over a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. So what is this about Tyrese? Well, you know, Tyrese, actor, singer, model, oh, author, producer. Lord. He's got a long resume. Preacher. But preacher. Preacher. He's also a preacher. Um, Tyrese. No weapon. If you go to his Instagram right now, it's just Tyrese, T-Y-R-E-S-E. It is literally cluttered with pictures of him that have been made by his fans looking like uh, Green Lantern Jon Stewart. Because Tyrese is campaigning to be cast as Green Lantern in... Whatever, whatever non-existent 2020, movie, the right. 2020 yeah. Green Lantern movie. Wait, wait, did the pictures come first, or did he campaign first, and then people said, "Oh, here, here, here's, here's some enablement." I'm not here's totally sure. So I, I got to say, there's 50 people that I'd rather see play John Stewart Green Lantern, including probably John Stewart, the co- the comedy host. <laughs> but I give Tyrese a lot of credit. Like as as Ty just mentioned, like he's out there hustling. Like oh, I just did that for he, comedy effect. I don't no, think but he should be doing this. No, but well, he shouldn't be doing this. And and probably writing those books and do, but you know it's a free country. Yeah, and he's out there writing. He's got like three books out there. I mean, he's got you know albums out there. I think he has a greatest hits. He doesn't just have albums, but he there's there's a time. I mean, yeah, the guy works hard. So I I give him credit for that, and he has every right to campaign. And I, and, and I actually you know I, I I think that's dope. On the other hand, yeah, I mean, there's literally 50 people that I would rather see as yeah. as John Stewart than him. He's the least fast and the least furious dude in all of the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Oh, and if you look at the captions on his Instagram post, and they, they, if you could open up Instagram right now, it's kind of right. sad. He is desperate for this role. He wants it bad, and every single post ends with the Green Lantern um, oath. Right. Which wanna, I also think that's kind of dope. Does he too, want it that bad? He include, that he includes the oath. In I there. think he wants it bad because it's hot to be a superhero. I was right just going to say, does he yeah. want it bad because that's the in, it thing now? Does he want it because you know, that's the role for him? I think he wants it because it's the hot thing to, ha- to be right now. Not only that, I, I agree with you guys totally. I think 10 years ago, he'd have been the kind of dude kicking sand in the face of the people who wanted exactly. to be Green Lantern. And that's where the, you know, when it wasn't cool to be a superhero, I think there's some truth in that. And with that, we're going to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back with more Fan Bro Show. What's up, Internets? This is Chico Leo. You want to follow Fan Bros on SoundCloud, like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes, Chico. Exactly. Word up. Thanks for saying that, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back, Fan Bros, to this dope episode of Fan Bros Show. You have myself, the captain of the spaceship, Tatiana King-Jones, also joining me at Chico Leo, Tyler Robot, and Kimsonian. Hey. Well, and also more casting news, we also have Alexander Ship, who most recently played uh, Aaliyah in what Ty notes as the most terrible that movie was terrible. <laughs> lifetime movie ever. <laughs> Did you she, guys watch it? No. No, Good. I, I Don't didn't waste see your it. time. They, well, they made that movie just to make the Whitney biopic look The Whitney good. biopic wasn't that bad. Well, it was it right. wasn't great, but it wasn't right. that bad. Keeping on topic, Alexander Ship has now been cast as the young Storm in the uh, Apocalypse Age movie. of Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she movie. has. Um... I did hear that she is doing her due diligence. Oh, yeah. She posted on her Instagram that she is studying the Storm comics. She is studying the Storm and, comics. And um, X-Men comics as well. It's a little Kimson is laughing. I'm right. laughing because she's trying to make nice with the fan bros early on. <laughs> right. And a lot of these guys, before, they'd be like, yo, I don't need to read the comics. I'm just going to get into character. Are you, Meanwhile, are you talking about Hallie? Ooh, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> that's my, my point is like, you know, you cannot ignore the canon. Right, you can't ignore the no. books. You can't ignore, you know. Uh, uh, That's Brian Singer's philosophy. You can't ignore that stuff. What ignoring the canon? Yeah, because he did that. He's always done that. Yeah. Does he he ignored it more than the other directors? Not not, not like what was it the first with Tim Story the first Fantastic Four? Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Not that, completely ignored. Yeah. Right. I mean. It's pretty bad. Since we're talking about Fantastic Four, the trailer also dropped. Yes, it did. How did you guys think about it? I, 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 for me, I thought it was good. I, I didn't think it was holy smokes. This is awesome, but I thought it was good. 
I am concerned about the entirely new story. However, I'm going to wait and see what happens with it. Uh, for those that don't know, they are going, well, you already know they're going off canon, but they're going way left. Um, instead of this being about, uh, you know, Sue and Dr. Reed and everyone being in their normal designation, they're going to be, one, much younger, uh, as we already know, and two, they're going to be going to an alternate universe and <laughs> end up getting their powers through some... Not cosmic rays. So it's not cosmic rays, it's interstellar travel. Right. Some interstellar right. phenomena right. will grant them with all of these You know, that's you guys say interstellar, powers. I was kind of get, I'm kind of getting that vibe from the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has, it's a very moody vibe. Uh, Ty, you had mentioned it, that it looked more like It looks like the Man of Steel trailer. Yeah. Well, it looked like the trailer is better than either of the Fantastic Movies, four movies that have come out so far. So, uh, or no, you disagree? No, or? I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's... We don't uh, have Jessica Alba in a terrible wig and no. bad contact. No. That blonde wig on Jessica Alba or blonde dye job or whatever was... And the second one was yeah. real bad. Did yeah. you like this trailer, Chico? Yes. I, 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 well, I mean, from what little, I, you know, um, you, you, from what little they show you, yes. I, I, I mean, I, I'm more excited to see the Fantastic Four movie since I've seen the trailer mm -hmm. than beforehand. Although I'm excited about the casting. Um, Kate Mara. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know Michael Kate. B. Jordan. I forgot Kate was in it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and Michael B. Jordan. Right, Michael B. Jordan, Reggie Cathy, who playing Franklin Storm, Dr. Franklin Storm, who narrates the uh, the trailer. There huh? was a small scene of, of Michael B. Jordan um, yeah. uh, in flames, you know, flame right. on. And His right. name so that is was Dr. Cool. Franklin Storm. He's now, are we talking Franklin? Father. Okay, all right. No, he's not. No, although maybe they'll end up doing some crazy I thought we were talking thing. like Franklin Richards in right. the future no. for some no, reason. No, no, he's apparently Franklin Storm, who I guess they'll name Franklin Richards after in the, yeah. in the fourth or fifth okay. movie. Not to be outdone, the main villain of the story is the evil blogger. We had mentioned this <laughs> a few months, like a month or so ago on Fair Bro Show. The now evil that fortune. I, <laughs> at the time when we first mentioned it, I, I kind of played into how it might work. But the more time goes on, I'm just thinking that's just a whack idea. I really don't. No. Wait, what? What the evil blogger, <laughs> Doctor Doom? He the doc quote. Uh, right. Who knows if he's actually Doctor Doom or if he's gonna? Be I there. think they're gonna use Doctor Doom as an alias for his blog. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. he's he's probably like Doctor instead Doom, of like, Doctor Doom as you know him. Right, the king an, of whatever country. An, yeah, oh, right. that's why it's an yeah. evil blogger. Headmaster of Latveria .com. So when the trailer started, I thought Reggie Caffey was gonna be Doctor Doom and that the trailer was being narrated by Doctor yeah. Doom, but that was not the case. We'll see. Right. That we'll didn't see. work out. Oh wow. Wow. Do you know something we don't know? That's what trailers are for, for to get your mind, you know, right. grooving. <laughs> so it just doesn't <laughs> seem like anything new. I, I, yeah. Well, well it's, it is tough in this day and age. And I, would, and I would say the Fantastic Four's whole selling point to me, at least, they're Marvel's first family, and they're big on science and exploration. That's what they're going to include. That's what Josh you Trank said. said I hope so, but it looks like it's just, it looks like it's, I, they could have done something really interesting and new, and the beats in the in the trailer just feel very like dated or are we just wanting too much no no black human torch and progress that is progress obama. i think that's big obama, obama. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't campaign for it he just got the job right well, and it's not even his first superhero movie who's uh michael b jordan no he was in chronicle right yes mm -hmm. It's underrated a, movie. Chronicle is very good. Not a superhero movie. But they're yeah, super, it's superpowers. It's not a superhero Chronicle movie. is technically a superhero well, movie. Well, I mean, it's, okay. I mean, it's, it's people with In the most abstract powers. sense of the word, it's They don't wear costumes, movie. and it's about good and evil. It's not a superhero movie. And with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. Or not. Right. Or not. Uh, before we close this long intro out, I just also want to mention big ups to Viola Davis um, and Uzu Adaba, who won SAG Awards. They actually made history because they were one of the few black women to win uh, lead actress awards. Viola Davis won um, uh, Best Actress for her role in How to Get Away with Murder. Um, actually, the Best Drama Actress. And then Uzo from Orange is the New Black. I have a fun fact about that, actually. Well, we'll talk about that. She Uzo won the award for Outstanding Comedy Actress. Um which and again, this say this has never happened. The last time a person of color won an award was actually Sandra Oh back in two thousand five for Grey's Anatomy, and then two thousand six Chandra Wilson, which is also awesome that Grey's was Anatomy. the fun fact I was going to bring up. Every single actress who has um, been in that category, that Viola Davis and Sandra Oh mm -hmm. and Chandra Wilson have won, have all been employees of Shonda Rhimes. 
Yeah. And the only the only women of color winners have been employees of Shonda Rhimes. That is very true. So big ups to Shonda Rhimes for a big ups for to Lupita for her dress. <laughs> she did have an amazing. She had dress. a pretty amazing dress. I'm not one to notice dresses, and I was very, I was pretty blown you away. Her whole, her whole thing was. I was, didn't. Was, we'll, was we'll get, we'll get. You, didn't, you didn't like her dress. It looked like you know those. I ca- liked it. You know that old uh, gum, the zebra striped gum. No, no. Oh. she looked like she, was she looked like she looked like she, I don't. It just looked weird. It's like a curtain. We'll get, I, I, but I love her. She's a talented actress. Oh, yeah. Usually she looks fantastic. We'll get yeah, Chico the version. We'll get you a dress. We'll give you right. one. Yeah. We'll get you a no, short I'll version. You can show the version. You can see your legs. We'll get you a moon moon. At Comic-Con next year, I'll, yeah. I'll wear Lupita's You'll be Lu- Lupita at the Golden Globe. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's who you'll dress <laughs> well, up Well, the as. South Park guys dressed as J-Lo and somebody exactly. else, and apparently they were on acid at the time on the red carpet. That's kind of impressive. Hi, Ty. I know we have some other news going on. Oh, I think Chico's more inclined with this one. Um... The Miss Marvel thing that was happening. Oh, so in it, it was in San Francisco, I believe. There yeah. was a lot of anti-Muslim graffiti, which I don't know if if it was or wasn't related. It to wasn't American graffiti. Sniper. They were. It wasn't graffiti. They were anti-Muslim um, bus ads. Oh, the, okay. So oh, there were anti-Muslim yeah. bus ads that were be, that are being covered with Captain Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel. Marvel related uh, graffiti. Miss Marvel, art. who's from Jersey City, Jersey, stand up. Right <laughs> there, you go. Um, and, and so, yeah, I guess, uh, uh, people went out and, and changed, altered, you know, did their own version, you know, Banksy style, um, to change the bus ads, uh, with, with Miss Marvel art. That's very, I think it's a very positive thing. It is a very positive thing. And? Well, just that. That's news. That's fan bros. That's, you know, we got everything in there. We got, you know, superheroes combating racism. You know, you got street art in there. You got Miss Marvel. We got female. We're all pro-female empowerment, empowering female superheroes. Ty, you've been reading Miss Marvel, yes? I've been reading a lot of things, and yes, I've been reading Miss Marvel, too. And you're amped on the Miss Marvel comic? Yeah. So, wait, Chico, you just said something. What? You said, well, that's fan bros. Ah. What? What is fan bros? That is what the question. Do you mean? I'm bringing this up, and because this is a very important important discussion, I bring this up because we've had some people from every direction say different things about what we should or should not be covering, what we should or should not categorize as fan bro worthy, whether it's a TV show, video game, comic, or movie, or anything in the media space. So I have to ask you guys, and we'll all give our own personal answers to this, but what constitutes Fan broness. Fan bros content or fan. This has been a question since day one. This has been a question since before day one. Is Breaking Bad fan bros? Is you know, which yes, I mean the answer. The, I, I mean we 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 thought it was. You know, there's some things like you know, Downton Abbey is not fan bros. You know, like that. You know, but there's a fan bro who likes Downton Abbey. Yeah, I, I watched Downton Abbey. I guess I, I mean that that's a good question. Why why is Down Abbey why is Down Abbey not Fanbros? Or, um, or in your mind, what is what 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 are the qualifications that make something Fanbros? So for me, I think it's definitely genre stuff, and I think I'm the one who feels the strongest about this. And we so, say genre stuff. So what do you I mean? say like falling into like spy or gangster or western or pirate or just a general um, you know like you you can you can sort of categorize it. But but not just that stuff that that you would see in like B Hollywood movies or in comic books. Like there was twenty years where there weren't superheroes in comics. Obviously, superheroes is is definitely a genre that's clearly very much in Fanbro's wheelhouse. But for like twenty years, there were comics that were just there were westerns and romances. And I mean, maybe then you could say Downton Abbey is sort of uh, you know fits into that. But so are you? Like, I feel like you're but then, yourself right now. No, like, no. Well, in the Downton Abbey, but I think also obviously in the the space of people of color, um, putting those things together. And I just want to say, I read on Twitter two or three days ago, and I've I've said this stat on the show. I had always thought it was one in five, but I read, I believe it was the thoughtful black man who's someone I follow on Twitter. So you're talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's there's more than one, but <laughs> one in four cowboys in American history was black. I don't know how many cowboys in American history were Tejano or Chicano or various, you know, Latino, but I can assure you that one in four westerns in comic books, movies, and TV shows does not feature 
a black protagonist or a Latino protagonist. So Westerns so, aren't Fambros. No, no, no. So so Westerns are Fambros material, but Westerns that feature the stories of people of color- Are few and far between. Are, are few and far between, but but by talking about about the, those, I, f- I feel like- and Kimson's shaking his head or No, I'm just trying to get more of the definition. I I, yeah. I I get what you're saying about genre, but then you're adding the element of like race to it. So is Empire a Fanbro show? Right. See, I would say Empire's not but that's the other thing. It's everyone has their so own no, yes or no? I, I I would say no, Empire is not a fanbro right, show. So right now, Probably Ben Amin is jumping out of right, window. Right, right. <laughs> but that's fine because there are things that I think of as Fanbro shows that right. he doesn't. Right. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't, but mostly because it's not, I mean, I, it doesn't, it doesn't fall into a genre thing. It is. It's a total genre. It's a soap opera. It's like, it is a soap it's opera, a but so, yeah. Okay. It's a drama that features. So, but if you think, if you, if you think that the, the fact that it's a soap opera makes it not a Fambro show, Arrow is a soap opera. But it's a superhero soap opera. But it's still a soap opera. Well, but, but then I mean, but now it has you're the layer. Getting, it has the first layer of superhero. It has the first layer of superhero. Okay, it's, and it's Empire superhero Empire first. has the first label of urban. Right, but that's, which we are the voice of the urban geek. Right, right. But so there's, but, the geek what? is yeah, but the geek is missing an empire. Exactly, but the, the geek ur- aspect is missing an empire, and the urban is missing in, in things like Arrow. So, right. Okay. So. Except, I feel like Arrow has done a good job of actually having heroes and villains of color that you wouldn't have seen, you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago on a right. superhero show, and that not you certainly wouldn't have seen in, in right, not in the live action format, and not in the comic thirty, forty years ago. So, you know, prime example using network television. You mentioned Empire. What about Scandal? We've had an episode directly, completely related to Scandal. And what was great about that episode was f- we also realized that fan bros or the idea of fandom or appreciation and, and, and DJ Maceo um, put it really well when he he said, I'm a fan. When we asked him what makes you a fan bro or something to that extent, it was like, I, I like like I'm really into stuff like he's right. really <laughs> into what he likes, like Premium Pete, who's on the Combat Jack show didn't want to come on our show because he thought that it was all about like you know geek stuff and all this stuff meanwhile he's the biggest geek when it comes to certain things not just sneakers baseball cards oh i didn't know he was a baseball card he's a huge baseball card wow like like, you know and all this kind of stuff and so it's like fan bro dumb or like people's obsessions with things or collections i think that also applies to it doesn't necessarily only need to be the familiar Marvel DC canon, the sci-fi fantasy canon. Which we love. Right. So that's right. All, so does all this boil down to really, to me, the definition of what a geek is? Geek doesn't all, all only mean comics. Geek doesn't only mean video or whatever you want to say. What is the definition of a geek? Because if you're the voice of the urban geek, so to speak, tongue-in-cheek, what are you really talking about? It did I got bars sometimes. <laughs> but like, what are we really discussing? What are we really talking about that we love? And what then? Secondly, what are people uh, expecting us to talk about? Like, if we turned around and started talking about Empire every episode, would you guys turn us off? Let us know on Twitter. Let us know. But I mean, but honestly, personally, me personally, I I would never listen to a show that talks about. uh, It's supposed to be the voice of the urban geek, and I'm I'm talking about some really bad hip hop show. Like, hmm. I, I think, no, I think that's a different show. I think that's a different discussion. Like, if I'm trying to hear from fan bros, I want to know what is going on in the, you know, the universes of fandom, which are superheroes, sci-fi, fantasy, special effects. I'm, that's the world I want to live in. The other world of drama without special effects, i.e. Empire, Scandal, those are all great shows, but that's not. But all, but but that always that isn't always conducive to fellowship and like bringing bringing people together. What's not? Um, uh, th- what fandom. Fandom, yeah, no, it is. It's bringing people together who like things because that we had mainstream. a we had a ton of people who really, really, really loved the Tanahasi Coast episode. Right, but they're not fan bros. But no, no, I'm asking you, they weren't fan bros or. I don't know. Right. But I wouldn't instantly, when I think of Fambros, I don't in- instantly think of Ta-Nehisi Coates. He had something to bring to the table that was Fambros' relative. But yes, yes. But he actually Which spends was... a fair amount of time on Twitter talking about Spider-Man <laughs> and the Hulk and stuff like and that. And so the other yeah. thing, the great sh- thing about this particular show that I do love, 
um, is that we out fan bros. <laughs> like we're able, like right. Malcolm Lee, oh, so that, when he that, came on, we, you know, when we're, when Malcolm Lee is talking about, you know, his, his love of, of comic books, since like, if you were to just look at his movies, you would probably never think, you know, except for maybe Undercover Brother, but basically you're saying to yourself, Malcolm Lee's not the guy who's going to be doing the next Spider-Man. And meanwhile, he could totally do it. Absolutely. You know, I yeah. mean, not just because, but he also has the cachet of collecting comics and all right. that kind of stuff. And that I really appreciate because then you see how fandom does inform all these other like genres. And when I say fandom, I don't mean like you're, you're dressing up all the time, but yeah. you know. Well, we're also living in an era where I think this commonality, like I think almost every movie director at this point who's coming up or come up in the last 20 years was an X-Men fan. Saw Star Wars in their first- comic books growing Yeah, up. you know, saw Star Wars before the age of 10, you know, like um, I, I just think these things, these are now like the the, the things that, that, that inform our- pop culture like across you know media yeah exactly and across you know class race you know whatever um but i you know i i don't really i mean i i think you asked some very good questions that i didn't totally have answers to that you you might have actually answered better than me and in i'm terms not of like, sure if we ever will have an answer. i don't right. think yeah it's and so I, I subjective think, yeah. and i think it's purposeful that we're not going to have an answer and, right. and it's probably That's better right. that we don't because this right. is what if at the end of the day we're to delay hill we have <laughs> agree on one thing is that we can't be put in a box Right. It's not just one exactly. thing. Exactly. But we will continue to out fan bros wherever yes. you right. are. <laughs> right. Right. I love outing the fan bros. So like we said mentioned earlier. Because who knew that Mace was a huge scandal yeah. fan? Yeah. Right. You look at DJ Mace here, you're not thinking he's a huge scandal fan. Who isn't a huge scandal fan? Uh mad people. There's a lot of people me don't included. Like yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not I, I am. Man. I'm into it, but there's a lot of people who don't like it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not obviously Ty's making faces, but because I'm not making faces. Yeah, you are, but it's not <laughs> maybe not your demographic. There are a lot of people who like shows that so you don't like. I can't, I can't explain what it is, but for the same reason that I don't think Downton Abbey is a, is a fan bro show is why I don't think Scandal is a fan bro show. There's um, someone who might disagree with you. On yeah, Twitter totally. Because we're gonna actually post. Oh, this. sure. We're gonna actually post this to all the listeners on Twitter and all the other places. Tell us, what do you think makes a fan bro? What is considered a fan bro show or movie or book? What, what, me, what is not a fan bro? What do you think is absolutely out of pocket? Tell us on Twitter, on IG, everywhere, on SoundCloud, on That's, iTunes. Yeah, I think, I think it's great. It's because because like fan bros has always been about inclusiveness. Yeah. Right. And so, to what degree does that? How inclusive really are we? And I'm not talking about media. Like, I really like the idea that Fan Bros is much more than just about judging media. It's about kind of a movement of people and an idea. The idea that we can be different. The idea that anybody can like anything. Like, a black person doesn't have to only like Scandal, right? Or, like, some of the gladiators actually might go to see the Fantastic Four movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, to me, that's, like, the, it's more of a dynamic and not necessarily, like, oh, you know what, Black Sales isn't fan bros, but, or, or Downton Abbey isn't fan bros and all that. That's that's very limited. There's a lot of nuances. There's, I think so, yeah. But it's yeah. very individual, you know? Word. There's also, I think, for, from my point of view, there's a political element in that people of color have been actively excluded from a lot of history and a lot of things that that they that a lot of accomplishments and just day-to-day -day stuff um that 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 have been historic and so n only now are you starting to see in in more media th uh things are you starting to see black cowboys and black private eyes and you know i mean look yeah shaft is is you know one of the great cinema one, private eyes one bad motherfucker right absolutely <laughs> But, you know, how, how many, you know, like there's been a handful of great black private eyes since then. I can't name a Latino private eye in the last, you know, 20 years. Carmen off, Sandiego. Off the top, off the top. There you go. <laughs> All right. I like that. All right. I mean, and, and no, and that's ubiquitous because a whole generation there you grew go, up son. with her. And there you go. There, she transcended. Right. Like a, she she's transcended. more like a thief vagabond than a. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyways. Right. Well, like I said, we can go on and on about this, but we definitely want to hear about hear from you first, fan bros. Let us know on the interwebs. And with that, we'll be back after this quick break. Hey, yo, Internet, it's Kim Sonian, the ghost producer of the Fan Bros Show, right here with my man Don Will. Yep. And we need you to rate, subscribe, and comment on our iTunes page, our SoundCloud page, and, of course, check out fanbros.com. For what, Don Will? What do they need to check out? 
for all the hottest updates in geek culture. What? I over-enunciated for diction and clarity. Welcome back to Fam Bros. We got a bunch more stuff to talk about. I uh, just wanted to give a big, uh, big shout out to Lando Calrissian, who is the first of the original uh, Star Wars uh, cast members who made an appearance on Rebels. It was a younger Lando. Super suave. An animated um, Lando. An animated Lando. It's Still an anim- with his trademark uh, clock. Yes. <laughs> um, and and he uh, was seducing women and generally being dope and slightly shifty. <laughs> and uh, shifty and yet, you know, you knew he was a good guy at the same time. And uh, they haven't had they haven't had any of the original New Hope characters. Do you think they're going to show up on an animated format? Or at least like a tele a television show. I I you know I I thought so. It's it's closer in time because they're about to because a lot of them are about to be on the next. I know, but Mark film. Hamill is also playing a villain on the Flash. I mean, you know these these guys are not. I mean, maybe their heads are too big, but there was talk of of possibly Han Solo and Boba Fett being on Rebels at some point. I think Lando's going to be back, and I thought it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, obviously people aren't talking about it at that the uh, at the rate that I thought that they might be when I watched it. But I, I, I sort of, you know, it grounded when the news itself. Came out, when the news came out, it like traveled like wildfire. Right. But I don't think people really kept up with it, though. No, I think the they fact that it, it happened is a bigger deal than the, the than, actual episode. Than the actual yeah. episode. But um, I'm enjoying Rebels, and uh, maybe I'm not, you know. I'm the only one on Fanbros who is, but uh, I'll catch. I'll watch it later. Um, you know, just I. It's it's much better Star Wars than the prequels. But uh, so Tatiana, th- there was m- there was much more going on in 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 movie news. Yeah, and I'm gonna glaze over a few of these quickly because some of them don't even, I guess, don't even warrant a response. Okay. CBS is ordering a rush hour pilot. Fox is actually, t- there's rumors that they're in development to do a live action X-Men show. It's not that there are rumors, it's, they're saying that it's in the pipeline, but it's not their top priority right now. There's no creative. What does that mean? There's no that cre- means that they realize that they can't compete with what's going on with Warner Brothers and Marvel. Are we finally at market saturation for, for superhero TV shows? No, I don't think so. No. But they're also, think about, they're also the ones behind Gotham, which is you know in the DC world is the third show. I mean, it's I, Gotham's I, what behind I think is that, what I think is happening with them is Arrow. that I think that they're waiting to see what's working Go- and what's not. But Gotham is a Warner Brothers property, so yeah. understand right, right, right. Understand Fox owns the X Men property, yes, and they realize that all these studios are making money on TV. Right, right. Arrow is Warner Brothers, right? So all yeah. these properties that are so they're like sitting on the one of the biggest properties, and they're not exploiting it for television, and they're eight years later getting to the game like so i feel like they're trying to just throw their stuff into the you know i think they should do just a show professor xavier's uh, school for gifted youngsters and it'd be a show in uh, that that is not the x-men continuity but either has the cast members as as kids or has the do you current guys really, like young well wait wait let's go from the beginning do you guys really want to see an x-men live action show if yes. it was good yeah if it if it was good yes if it was but good that's the gamble with, with all proviso. of superhero shows Right, but this is you go. What you got to understand is, for the last five years, is the first time that you could actually assume that these shows would be good. I assumed Gotham was going to be better than it is, although there are really good things about Gotham. I assumed Constantine was going to be fantastic, and yet it's falling off. I'm sorry, what was that? You really didn't assume that? Yeah, I was really excited for Constantine. That's my problem. Why is the first episode, the second episode, was fantastic? Why is everyone assuming that these things are just going to be awesome? Just because it it relates to something that you think is awesome personally, or whether you've seen is awesome on film or or elsewise. no, Why no. would a TV show also be awesome? Because can I answer that? Because 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 of what we were talking about. Because we live in an age where all of these directors and producers and writers grew up reading the X Men, reading the Teen Titans, watching Star and Wars. They had a chance to bring their and, vision of it to life, right? So they they treat it seriously. There was a, a you know a Fantastic Four movie like twenty five years ago that was shelved. Yeah, Roger was so, Corman, yeah, yeah, it was it was horrific. It's classically, I mean, her, known. but but it's like it's horrific how bad that stuff was. There will never be anything that bad now. I feel like for me, Buffy, everything after Buffy, there was a chance that they could do genre, superhero, whatever stuff. Well, you're always throwing in like these examples that I disagree with. Um, but we'll move on for the sake of time. <laughs> Buffy is not the game changer. It is a game changer. It's not the only game. Well, changer. but Buffy really brought in the mythology in a way that only Star Trek had done before that. 
Again, debatable. Um, oh, what, what, man. So you, so but Tatiana, you're not down with an, uh, an X Men TV show. No, I didn't. I didn't say. It. I, I'm just trying to figure out. I just want to get to the purpose of why people get excited about these things and then get mad when it sucks. Like, why do you automatically? That's the cycle of consumption of. A fan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of why do you automatically think something's going to be great, like yeah. on TV particularly, right? Especially when it's something so so out of imagination so out of what can be shown on on tv what makes you think it's always going to translate I, i'm not saying it won't it can't translate you can have you can have it go very well you know a la arrow uh, uh, some episodes of arrow or it can be very bad like a mutant x well i used to think <laughs> uh, so i when arrow was first announced i didn't watch it because i thought it was going to be whack so i've only come to this they're doing these things well pretty recently like since Fambros started, I mean, you got to remember when Fambros started, there were like two or three superhero movies, you know, of the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. They keep hitting it out of the park. You know, these shows, Agent Carter, I, I think, is is really remarkable. Um, Arrow and Flash are both really good and they're different. One captures the sort of dark side of comics and one totally captures the light superhero-y. Um, I mean, there's dark moments on the Flash, but it's it's a it's a quote unquote lighter show than than Arrow. Mm-hmm. But they're both done really well, and so I actually think, given the amount, the bar has been raised, and that's why one can actually be optimistic and assume that may, maybe this is going to be great in a way that I just feel like you could not have assumed that five or ten ten years ago. Definitely, I respect that, Chico Leo. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. I want to go back to the movies because we just got some big news in. Apparently, director, Bridesmaid director, uh, Paul Fage, is that how you pronounce his name? Feig. 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 He, Feig, I don't, he has tweeted out what I've been told is his his choices for the all-female Ghostbusters movie. It's not an official cast? I, I, I don't think so. From what I know, from my reliable inside Hollywood sources, <laughs> it is not official yet. But who are the people? The choices are, he has Kristen Wiig. Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. Uh, Kristen, was Kristen in Bridesmaids? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she was. Kristen was in Bridesmaids. And the writer. As was, well, I, I remember Melissa McCarthy the most because she right. was, to me, the best in that right. movie. But Melissa McCarthy also was in Bridesmaids. Um, Kate McKinnon. She's Love my her. favorite. Love her. She's be- she's, uh, she's the best. She's an SNL. She's an she's SNL. She's best extremely SNL. funny. She's she's the um, best SNL right now. Yeah, she's fantastic. And then you also have Leslie Jones, which is also an SNL person right now. Right, right. Writer sometimes on screen. She's a writer. I don't like her on screen. I like her writing better. I agree. Kate McKinnon does the Justin Bieber. She does the Ellen. Yeah. She kills it every time. She's the crazy one. And Kristen Wiig used to be the crazy one. And yeah. Now she's she's calmed she's down. Kind of entering her Tina Fey stay in her career. Her K- Tina Fey stage in her career. Who's that? Kristen Wiig. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little more sophisticated now. But uh, but um, and the other one was oh Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Previously, Bill Murray, who uh, everyone knows was in the original uh, Ghostbusters, he had picked McCarthy, Wiig, um, Linda Cardin- Cardellini, and Emma Stone. The girl from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, she was also on Mad Men a few year, a few yes, seasons ago. She was, ago. She was she really good. Mistress. So, are are we guys? Are we looking forward to the all female Ghostbusters? Yes, very much. If so. it's yes. this cast, then yes. Yes, I agree because I think it's going to be funny as hell. But I'm, I'm even open to just just the notion of female Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think so. I think it's time to just. That's one thing why I don't mind them quote unquote rebooting it in just a slightly different way. Because uh, it's a comedy property, to be honest with you. And most, if not all, of the actresses that he wants for that film are friendly with men and women. Because I could see a lot of I could see a lot of guys going against this film because it's a female Ghostbusters. Not if it's rated R, and if it's like Bridesmaids. Well, yeah. If it's like, but a that, lot of men didn't like Bridesmaids either. Nah, nah. I think a lot of men did like Bridesmaids. <laughs> that I think to me it transcended like the whole idea of a chick flick. It's like a whole. It's a whole different thing. It was like word of mouth. I think that movie made money because everybody wants that to see it. That movie was funny as hell. As hell. Mm-hmm. And if we can do a Ghostbusters, like, Oh, but now style, I'm thinking about it, and like, why isn't Maya Rudolph on that lineup? Exactly. Maya Rudolph would kill it. Take off Melissa McCarthy and put in Maya Ooh, Rudolph. Yeah. By the way, when this was, um, obviously all the news outlets started tweeting about this after, Kev, uh, excuse me, after Paul tweeted this, but the Daily Beast also tweeted this, and they put a really weird picture attached to the tweet they put like really nice uh pictures of Kristen and melissa and like these nice 
SAG Award. It looks like them on the red carpet. Ball, you know, something like that. And then Leslie Jones, she got this crazy look on her face. She's wearing some, you know, like she she just walked out her house. It's, it's it looks like it's it's it looked like they captured the three the three non coed women, yeah. um, like oh they're on the red carpet. It's a Benedict. It's a Benedict, 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 Benedict. Benedict. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Tyra. Ty what do we call it? Like a slip of, a slip of speech or whatever. Slip of the yeah. tongue. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> Freudian slip. Whatever. Oh, um, the three white girls. <laughs> they have them in yeah. these bog and these in their red carpet looks essentially. So maybe, the, maybe, uh, and they have Leslie Jones looking like she's in the middle of a skit, looking funny. So Leslie hasn't been on the red carpet. She hasn't yet. been on the red carpet yet. That's exactly. all. Well, she's been behind the scenes more on, right. on SNL. Well, they just couldn't find a stock photo of her on the red carpet. Yeah, but they could have found a nice photo at least. That one just looked like I don't know. You see her faces she makes. And sometimes they're not so nice. All on right, the, well. on the show. <laughs> and I'm not here. gonna touch that one. No, it's true. She kind of makes like, you know, she kind of. She does it on purpose. I'm talking about when it's not supposed to be purposeful. Like you didn't have to put that picture. She has a very nice smile, I have to say. Very intriguing, very relaxed, inviting smile. (laughs) Leslie. In any case, we're going to take one more quick break and then we'll be back to wrap up this episode of Fanboy Show. You know what it is, it's your boy Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma, a.k.a. Akasha. You know, when I'm not engineering, when I'm not around the world talking or just basically saving the world, I'm listening to fanbros.com. And we're going to wrap up this episode of Fanbros. But before we do, we have a few more things to announce. One, kudos to Otto Asando, friend of the show. He is actually on a few episodes of Girls. Is that true, Chicolio? Yeah, not, o- not only is he on Girls, but he's playing the, uh, the star of her writing program. And while I watch Girls like I watch Aliens, it's nice to see a familiar face on there. All right. And then also we have a big ups, big kudos to Daniel Jose Older. He actually has his book, uh, Half Resurrection Blues. It's been optioned with, by Nika Noni Rose to be turned into maybe a TV show or a film. So that's huge news. Fantastic. We love DJ Older, and he's definitely coming back on the show to discuss that. Anything else? Ty? Anything Chico? else? Chico? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm ready to start talking about Anika Noni Rose and, and, and her, her great her great ro- performance with Jill Scott on... Uh, so she'll, we'll try and get her on the show. We should get them both on we the should, show. We should, I, would, I would be very excited to have Anika Noni Rose on this show. Yeah, so we'll try and get her on the show. And I'd Chico, you can... The number one detective agency? You the can number stand The number one her. ladies you detective can agency. You can stand on her in person. <laughs> yeah. And she'll get the full treatment. She's and, a tiny little thing, too. And she can run out the room promptly. That would be awesome. As always, she'll make leave sh- here with a Chico Leo body pillow. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> yeah, as always, make sure you buy the body pillows with Chico Leo's face on it. Full body. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on IG. We are on Vine. We have We're a new on Vine. Vine. We, the Fan Bros is doing it for the Vine. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Ain't going to do it. Anyways, we're going to trudge back out to this horrible six-inch blizzard. Wait, wait, (laughs) guys, where can the people find us? Where can they find us? At Tatiana King on Twitter, at Ty the Robot on Twitter, at Kimsonian on Twitter, and also the Chico Leo on Twitter. Don't forget the, because if you just type in Chico Leo, you'll get some weirdo. But you want the other weirdo. That's right. The Chico Leo. And what about our friend who's in Wakanda right now? Shouts out to Ben Amin. I'm joking. <laughs> at DJ Ben Amin at Twitter. Make sure you hit him up for all your DJ needs. Again, we love you, Ben Amin, all the way out in the on the continent of Africa. We so miss you. To, so it was up to Benedict Cumberbatch for us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>